grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Welcome, dear listener. It is always a pleasure to have your company on After Dark for all of the stuff that is just a little bit too spicy for daytime radio. And tonight is absolutely no exception. Tonight we'll be speaking with two garden variety blokes, Mux and Bart, and we ask them questions from our listeners on their love lives, their relationships and their sex lives. Now, I would take their advice with a grain of salt. Uh, that's why we call them, you know, garden variety blokes, because look, you know, there are some laughs to be had, but I'm not sure how useful their information is. Let's uh, see how we go this week, shall we? Also, our conscious couple, Luke and Sindra, will be joining us to talk about polyamory and how that might work in a relationship, the boundaries, the rules, and the communication that is needed to make that work if that is something that you want as part of your repertoire in your relationships. Let's dive right in, shall we? I'm Louise Wilkinson, and you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, Quite often on After Dark, I get the queen of the Newcastle drag scene, Timberlina, to dispense her special brand of drag therapy. But tonight, I'm mixing it up a little bit. And I welcome back to After Dark, Mux and Bart, two garden variety hot-blooded males who have the answers to everything, sex and love related. Also, they think... (laughs) Welcome back, boys. Hello, easy. How are you? How you going? Look, I'm fantastic. Now, um, you both play, you know, a little bit of rugby. And, um, Bartley, I have to say, you're looking a little bit worse for wear tonight. Yes, I am. Yeah. You have a massive shiner. and yes, um, that is correct. Yeah. And, look, I, I have it on good authority that you did, in fact, um, you know, get this on Saturday uh you know, but you you like to tell everybody that it was poor Crystal. For those of you who haven't listened before, Crystal is Bart's long-suffering partner, and um, <laughs> punching. yeah, and your gut. Well, she's punching literally, according to you. Yeah, because night. yeah, because C- you, Crystal heard. Yeah, you, Crystal heard exactly right. Yeah, you Crystal believe. Heard. Yeah, crystal turd is yep. what you're calling this poor woman. <laughs> she's that, going into the bedroom now to leave me a present. <laughs> and, and would be we don't so- even have a dog she can blame <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Alright boys, are you ready to solve These poor people's problems They're looking to you for advice Always ready Okay, yeah, okay. fantastic Okay, here we go Um. Alright Let's see if you guys can relate to this one. I feel like I'm having the best best sex of my life, but only with strangers. Every time I'm into someone, the sex just isn't as good. Help. Did you send the phone number by any chance? (laughs) I went home with a stranger the other week. What's her name? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. No, but- so she, she she doesn't need the connection. She just she's having random fun with randoms. And okay, which is, which is the exception, I would say. But look, what I want to ask you is, that as a you know. Hot-blooded males, right? Okay, you've both had, you've both been around the block. I think that you know we can ascertain that, right? So I've what had I want, I've got two. <laughs> you wish, Bartley. Anyway, but what I'm saying is, okay, and we're friends. You know, we're we're good buddies, all of us. So. I know, and I'm sharing it with everybody listening, that, you know, you've had the relationship sex and you've had the booty, you know, just the the one-night stand things. Okay, so discuss. One-night stand is much better. Why? Uh, 100%. Why? Uh, Different. Max, oh, I'm I looking at you that. for some. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you used to remember, used to know a story about me the first time I had sex with the, a lady. Oh, this would have been over six months ago now, yes. and it was shocking. Do you <laughs> <remember>? <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was was not good. No, I wasn't into it. She wasn't into it. She ended up with an injury. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> It wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't a very good story to tell. Yeah, but I, it wasn't I, a stretch more... mark injury either. Yeah, are they are they, <laughs> are they televising your trial when it comes up, Max? Or <laughs> I know, I know. I'm glad she had a good sense of humour and, and um, yes. yeah, realised it was neither of it. It was both our fault. Put it yes. that way. But okay. anyway, moving but on. As, yeah, moving on. As for the, I'm not a massive. I mean, I I, I enjoy a, a one night thing, and they're always usually pretty good, but. The, the best ones, the, the connection. You got a good connection with the with the with the person you're having sex with, and you're both into it. You can't beat it. That's the passion's there. It's awesome, and that's usually at the start of a relationship or how one starts. I reckon it's not usually a one night stand, but that's different. That must be Bartley. I think yeah, that's just Bartley. Any day of the week. Oh. any day of the week. Terrible. Like, but why? Why? Well, I tell Crystal all the time. It's a thrill of the chase. Okay. When they're laying on the bed and, and they lift their bum up so you can take the dick off. Oh. That's when you know you're in. Oh, dear. Up until then, up until then it's like, am I? She done her. She not as soon as she lifts the bum off the bed, you're like, score. So what you're basically saying, Bart, is that you need the external validation. I <laughs> <Good job. laughs> the drunk, the drunk you get, the lower you stand. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Max, Max, you get the gold star for that one. That was what females everywhere want to hear. Okay. Yeah, they want to hear, but they want to hear the truth as well. So Listen. Oh, that's why I'm here to tell the truth. Yeah, radio. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, here we go. I've been dating my boyfriend for over a year now, including some non-exclusive time. And recently our sex life, oh, this is feeding straight into Bartley's thing, has become so vanilla. We spoke about it, but it only picked up briefly before um, going back to boring. We had awesome sex before, but it's been different since we committed to a relationship. What should I do? I I would suggest you either maybe bring a friend, bring a toy, do something different. Okay. You know what, Bart? That's not a a bad idea to bring a friend, you know. Yeah. That's, you know, some people are into it, some people are. 
But you got to swap, change something up, don't you? Yeah, you got to spice something up. Mm. Listen, can I just say, maybe you're lazy. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe she's lazy. Maybe, maybe she's other. Maybe she stopped going to the gym and she's not as attractive anymore. I don't know. Well, no, that's got nothing to do with how she's experiencing <laughs> well, sex, you, Mark. You've got to still got to be attracted to the person. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, but okay. They're not saying that they're not attracted to each other. They're saying the sex is vanilla. Now, here is my suggestion: get yourself to Flirt Adult Store, right? Use the oh, code anal beads. Live thirty and Bob's your uncle. Um your sex life is gonna be spicy. And listen, it's your responsibility to keep the spice up. You know, you don't you don't don't not clean your house for months on end and expect it to not be dusty. Then you you know, you've gotta you've gotta maintain this. It's something you've got to maintain and you have to put energy into it. Yeah, I agree with that. Recommend? I agree with that. Yeah. What would you be? What would be your rec- go-to toy you recommend? Look, too many to choose from, Bartley. And you know, I don't reveal my secrets here on the show. But what I will say is, the team at Flirt are experts in finding the right toy for you. That's all I'm saying. Got <laughs> a cockery once. Did you? Did you Did use you? it? Yeah. yeah, about thirty years ago, I reckon. Right. Well, maybe well, you yeah. need. Maybe you're getting a bit vanilla, Bartley. Like you, you know, you might you might blame it on the chicks, but maybe maybe you are the vanilla problem. No, nah, it's not me. No, I'm I'm pretty amazing. I've never had a bad one yet. <laughs> All right. So listen, what I'm basically going to say to this poor girl who has actually asked for advice, God help her, from you two, um, is that I'm going to say that. You know, we all need to take responsibility for um, our, our adventurousness in the bedroom. And if yep. you feel that it's lacking a bit, maybe you can talk to your partner about spicing it up, but also take some responsibility and come up with some fantastic and creative ideas yourself. Yep. That sounds good, sounds doesn't good. it? Have yep. a dirty weekend away. They're always good. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Oh, um, Worst okay. case scenario, take a friend. Yeah, oh, you and your friend. Okay, well, just just on that, um, Bartley, this is a question for you, dear Marks and Bart. Nine inches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Okay, listen, this is the last question. You've just got to hang in there and try and come up with something um, coherent. You ready? Okay. I love my boyfriend, but sex parties sound fun. How do I get into the scene without any jealousy, mainly from me, getting in the way? So she wants to go to a sex party? She wants to go to a sex party with her boyfriend. Just ask him. Well, yeah. yeah. Massive, massive communication. You're going to talk about (laughs) heaps of stuff before and after if you do it. 100%. I'll tell you what, um, you know, I – we have on the show um, Luke and Cindra, conscious couples, and they have been pretty um, open about the fact that they have an open relationship. But I tell you one thing that, um, and it's not it's not my flavour. It's not something that um, that I do. But I tell you what, I have taken out of um, my chats with them is that the level of communication that they have to have to make that actually work. They're married, yeah, and the level of communication that they have to have. We can all learn something from that. 
Yeah. Because yep. their communication is absolutely amazing and they, you know, they have the uncomfortable conversations and they they have the conflict and they and they stay and they work it out and they come to the resolutions and they have the boundaries. And that's what it's all about. You have to you have to have the awkward conversations, you have to yep. set the boundaries, and then you know what the rules are going into something like that. Yep, I agree with that. But I also think agree. that they need to be very comfortable in their own skin if they're going to do it. Like if they've got any insecurities or any issues, do not even think about doing it. Don't even don't even give it a chance. Right. It'll, it'll bite them in the ass. I say go for it. <laughs> you will. You go will. Send yeah. some pictures of this. Yeah, you win. I love it. All right, boys. Well, look, thank you. We've solved a few of these problems and, uh, you know, there's more to come. Um, we'll have you back in a couple of weeks' time and um, and answer some more of these questions. Thank you so much for uh, shooting the breeze with me tonight here on After Dark. That was Mux and Bart, the Ugly Truth Boys, Garden Variety, Red Hot, Blooded males, um, bless them, spunk rats. Um, thank you, Louise. Yeah, Mark, Max is single. Um, you can text the station. <laughs> we will uh, send you on a blind date. Um, yes. Yeah. I could be single after tonight too. You could. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you might have. You might. Have, you might lose a finger after tonight. I, I might lose a finger. I might end up having to go to the sex, <laughs> sex party with this other couple. Oh dear. Oh, and on that note, you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle. See Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. So in the last couple of weeks, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett have come out to talk about their relationship and how monogamy doesn't really fit into their relationship model. So we're going to dive into that a little bit and I can't think of anyone else that I'd rather speak to on polyamory than Luke and Cinder from Conscious Couples. Welcome to Lipstick After Dark. Thanks for having us. And I mean, who could blame Will and Jada? They're both super hot. So aren't they? I'm I'm glad they opened things up. Yeah. Let, let other people have a piece of that. Shed love. Yeah, 100 percent So let's talk about the concept of polyamory and um, and what it looks like in practice. Yes. <laughs> Gonna be like that, Luke. <laughs> so polyamory is in a really basic format, uh, having more than one relationship. And there's about 25 million different ways that you can do polyamory, uh, and different ways, you know, it works differently for everyone. Yeah. So for us, um we've kind of moved through a few different stages of the, mm. ourselves. Um, going from, I guess, um, when we first started our relationship, we started it as an open relationship, knowing that we both identify as queer and mm. that, you know, we radically accepted the fact that neither of us could meet each other's complete needs. 
Um, so we started as um, open, I guess, and um, would go on dates and make new mates and, you know, have sex with other people. And then it started to, uh, it started to more delve into polyamory more recently. Um, and yeah, it's, um, there's, but there's a, there's a, like Cinder said, there's a bazillion different ways you can do it. You can swing, you can, um, yeah, do all sorts of crazy things. <laughs> yeah, sure. So you guys are obviously in a very committed relationship with like amazing communication. Um, so how does polyamory work? Do you have like uh, boundaries around it? Do you sit and talk about how it, how it looks for you guys? Are there, are there rules as you know, with us, Louise, we talk about everything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we talk about our polyamory a lot. Uh, at the moment, I have a partner and um, Luke doesn't have a, I guess, like continuing partner at the moment. So there is a lot that we talk about. There's a lot that we discuss. Um, I guess we do have boundaries, but it's quite fluid, fluid in that we kind of just feel into it and see where things land. Um, but yeah, everything has a conversation. And to be honest, like the transition for us has been like pretty challenging, I guess, because, you know, we we're kind of going from just an open relationship where it was all quite casual to me having like an actual like, official partner. Mm. So yeah, it hasn't been like all, you know, roses and rainbows. Yeah. 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 And, and how do you, um, so, so Sindra, you're talking about like at the moment you have, you have another partner and I, I remember Luke, um, the, one of the first interactions that I had with you was that you accidentally sent me a message that was meant for Sindra. Uh, that was, <laughs> do you remember that? All uh, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, that was, um, you chatting to, uh, to a guy and, um, uh, about, about his, his sexual flavor. And, um, yeah, that sort of opened up the conversation for, for us, um, with our working relationship guys fairly early because, uh, yeah, you had to, it was before our first interview and you had to say, Oh, look, sorry, Louise, that wasn't actually meant for you. That was yeah, meant that, to send that, that to Syndra. That, Oops. That was, that was, that was an interaction <laughs> with another gentleman off grinder. Yeah. And I thought it was, uh, quite shocking and I went to uh, tell Cinder about it and he it was one of the first messages that I'd sent to you yeah so one of the one of the I guess when you ask is there rules and boundaries in our relationship and like often you know if you're going to move into something like this then for comfort's sake um, you know some rules and some boundaries you know, really need to be talked about and agreed upon because um, relationships really are just, you know, a series of agreements. Yes. Um, and, you know, it it makes a huge difference to be able to, to feel safe and secure in what you're doing to start putting rules and boundaries in, but also know and accept that they can change. They don't have to stay the same. Yeah. It's only another conversation away from figuring out what works. For us, um, I guess one of the, the rules... I guess, yeah, one of the rules that has worked really well for us is transparency. You know, we um, talk to each other about everything and anything as it comes up. Um, we don't share anybody's, um, you know, information. You know, if somebody sends us, you know, a message or like a, a photo or anything like that, that doesn't automatically mean that it's transparent to mm. each other. Yeah. But we do have the ability to talk about, you know, 
pretty much everything that goes on in our relationships with other people and each other. Yeah. Um, so transparency around, you know, what we're doing and who we're doing it with, um, sexual health um, yeah. is a big one, like, you know, safe sex only. And um, I guess also at the beginning there was, we had some rules around sexual activities as far as like, you know, kink and BDSM stuff that we wouldn't, wouldn't do with other people because, we weren't confident in their competence to be able to perform some of those things. Sure, yeah, yeah. And do you um, like? Do you meet the each other's uh, partners, or do you keep that separate? Not always. Yeah, not always. My partner and Luke are pretty good mates, and they get along really well. And sometimes they go for, they runs go for little together. runs together, right? And things like that. So they're actually called metamorphs. Um, Metamorphs. That is the relationship. Right. Um, but yeah, they're just mates and they hang out and the three of us hang out together sometimes, which is really cute. Mm. And sometimes you just hang out with her. Yeah. 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 Makes it um, in, in this situation, I, it's just a part of, I guess, my attachment style and my personality tire that it makes, um, it has made it easier in this circumstance as we're moved into this for me to know Sindra's partner um be, i don't know it just felt less scary yeah i guess and you know know this person be able to accept it if you know i could meet them and get along with them yeah um but it's not like a it's not a deal breaker if that wasn't the case um it's nice though yeah it's nice in in different types of open relating there's like you know different rules around having a veto rule like you can veto a particular person or a partner you know you can you know, you can call it on a relationship like I've had enough of you and that other person like you need to stop now. It right. doesn't work out particularly well in like in a lot of the literature that we've read, but that's something that a lot of people bring in because they try and make the open relating as close to, you know, I guess safety and normal as possible. Yeah, so sure. That can have control over the other person's relationship, and they feel safe in their own relationship. In their own relationship, yeah. Because I guess, um, you know, I had a really interesting conversation the other day about, um, you know, about feeling safe around like introducing a, a new person in. A friend of mine was sort of working through that, and um, and that they said that they could have uh, for them to feel safe, uh, the person that they brought in, they could like, it was sort of one of those scenarios where never see them again um, because that's Mm. sort of what made them feel safe. So I guess that there is, um, you know, an emphasis on making sure that the other, that the other partner in your relationship feels secure in the fact that your relationship is certainly primary and number one and the priority. Um, Mm. Yeah. That, um, that, you know, would make it uh, a lot, a lot easier for both of you. Yeah. yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the kind of polyamory that we practice because we're married and we have our house and we co-parent and all of that stuff. Yeah, we have um, business together. Yeah, there is polyamory that um, non-hierarchical polyamory where uh, everyone is on the same level. Mm. So there's no primary, there's no anything. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be like we're in a, hierarchical polyamory relationship however that's just kind of where things fall for us however yeah some people are very like it's all a level playing field so it's like equal time equal responsibilities equal roles and things like that that you know might may work for some people who are kind of coming into it at the same time yes 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas for us, we had already been together for few years and yeah all that kind of stuff behind us yeah so there's many ways that you can do it yeah um yeah it's very interesting it is it's such a yeah yeah it is a very interesting um you know dynamic and and so many different things to consider uh and i love that um you know will and jada i mean look you know i I agree i don't know which one i'd go for first to be honest um (laughs) but um you know it's great that they've opened up the conversation you know and and got people to think well how does that look in practice and is that something that i can introduce or is that something that i want to explore so i really also appreciate your transparency in um in bringing it out out into conversation because uh you know it certainly is uh something that you know is an option uh, you know if you feel like you're not getting uh everything from your your primary partner uh this is possibly a more open and honest conversation than just going and cheating yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. There's- or having to break up a relationship just for the fact that you have desires you know, outside, you know, a lot of people wouldn't even have the confidence to be able to say, I desire this because they would think that that conversation would lead to a breakup without even cheating, you know? So yeah, yeah, for it sure. Means more, more fluid longevity in relationships uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, I thank you so much uh, for coming and talking about this tonight. It's a fascinating subject and one we'll probably dive into uh, a little bit more at some point in the future as well, because uh, I feel like I've just scratched the surface today. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate your input on this. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's my pleasure to welcome back to After Dark, Sindra and Luke from Conscious Couples. And today, last week, we we chatted about polyamory and open relationships and the new relationship paradigm. And today, we're going to be continuing that discussion because we just scratched the surface last week. So we're going to continue with that discussion and talk about some tools. How are you going, guys? We are good. So good. So good. <laughs> Just go on. So good. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, look, after we jumped off uh, the last session, we were, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this. Like, we've got this to say. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to bring to the table around this discussion is that as, you know, relationships evolve, uh, as society evolves, there's so many what you would call failed relationships. Yes. And so many of those relationships have failed because of the relationship paradigm, like what a relationship is, mm. what a marriage is. And the whole thing is around conscious relating is consciously choosing the way that you relate. And one of the big things that stops us from choosing something that actually serves us is that it is possibly against the narrative, like against the story, against the societal expectations of what a relationship should be and how it should work. Um, The whole thing around conscious relating or even conscious living is the fact that you're making a choice in that moment, in that time for something that serves you. And that doesn't mean that it's a forever choice. It's an experience. So you can choose to do something and even if it turns out to be absolutely trash, you can still choose to go back to doing what you did before that felt good. So the fear around changing up 
something that's always been or the story that's always been is something that, you know, once you let go of that, the world's your oyster. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we had a chat just before we went on air and we were talking about how, um, you know, different relationships look so different. And you're right, there is this cookie cutter this is how a relationship should look. And a lot of people find that so um, constrictive that they mm. view relationships as a jail instead of something mm. that is freeing and something that adds to your life. They see it as something that sucks the life out of you. And, yeah. you know, and that is probably a symptom of the fact that that uh, traditional relationship paradigm is not working for them. And I think mm. we had a discussion about how. You know, if I was ever to get into a cohabitable situation again, that I think that the uh, premise that Carrie and Big had in the Sex and the City movie of keeping an apartment and disappearing Mm. every now and again to get their own space and that sort of thing um, is a brilliant idea. But that doesn't fit into the white picket fence, um, you know, relationship paradigm that everybody else has. But it would work for me and probably save that relationship. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it makes complete sense that, um, we start to look at how it works for us and bugger everybody else. Absolutely. And I think that's what the new paradigm, the, the you know, the new relationship paradigm is you don't necessarily have to want an open relationship or have to want to be polyamorous. However, you know, monogamy is still a choice. Like let's have a conversation about monogamy. What does that mean to you? You know, what does it mean to you? And, you know, so many people go into relationships with assumed monogamy. Yes. They actually have never had a conversation about it. Yeah. So I think that that is, you know, probably like our number one tip is like talk about what you want your relationship to be like, you know, what, what do you want to get out of it? What are your goals for the relationship? Because we assume that our goals are going to be marriage, kids, houses, things like that. You know, the, the typical things. The society things. Mm. Yeah. However, it's, that's a total assumption. And then people get to a certain point and they're like, oh, wait, wait, you don't want to have kids? Mm. What, what do you mean? You know, so having these conversations up front about what are your goals and dreams? What are your expectations of this relationship? regardless of what status relationship is. It's like, let's have the conversations up front and make sure that we're on the same page. Mm. Mm. And it's really interesting as well when you were talking about, you know, the house, the kids, the the pet, the, you know, white picket fence, all that sort of stuff. Those are logistical things, but they don't yeah. actually, they're not soul food. They don't no. feed your soul. So, you know, having those conversations about what will actually feed your soul and what will, um, you know, what will work for you in terms of relating with your partner? Um, the other stuff seems a bit superficial, doesn't it? Mm, totally, yeah. Mm. It absolutely does. It um, it seems like it's, you know, like a preloaded program to a relationship. That's like right, yeah. We're in a relationship and this is automatic. It's assumed it's ambiguous and it's very, very vague. But um, that's normally the stuff that causes the most friction in relationships, the assumptions. Mm. Yes. You know, like um, being able to like consciously choose the way that you're going to relate, whether it's open, whether it's polyamorous, whether it's monogamous, like monogamous, like Cindra said, is still like a really conscious choice. Like to say, hey, I really love you. And the way that I want to try this is monogamy. Are you down for that? 
yeah, cool. So what does monogamy mean to you? It means this. Okay, cool. There's complete clarity there. Do you want to like check in in like six months and see how this is working? Like that's conscious relating. Conscious relating doesn't mean like having a swingers party every Wednesday night. Yeah. It doesn't mean like. Well, it might mean that. It (laughs) might mean that, but it's like, it's not assumed that you have to do all of this wild, weird shit. It's basically just choosing to consciously navigate what you're doing. Yeah. And check in. Is this still serving me? Uh, if there is a problem, if there is conflict, asking yourself like some simple questions. Is this me? Is this we? Or is this society? Like, is this mm-hmm. a me issue? Is this a relationship issue? Or is this an expectation issue? Where's the conflict coming from? Yeah. And continue to navigate that. If you choose to do monogamy, then you might have an agreement that maybe we check in and we'll see how that's serving us in six months' time. If you choose to do open relating or even polyamory or swinging or whatever it might be, check in. Is this still good? Mm. We're still down for this? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and that's where the boundaries come in, which is a big thing with open relating and polyamory and swinging. And I believe it should be a thing for monogamy as well because you still have boundaries just because you're with the same person and that is just your one person that you want to be with, there still needs to be boundaries. There still needs to be boundaries around your own time, around what you do, around where where you spend time and when and how and who with and all that kind of thing. And I think it's, again, assumed in monogamy, oh, well, we don't really need boundaries because it's just you and me, but boundaries are so important for everyone, (laughs) especially, Yeah. yeah, especially open relating, you know, making sure that, you're on the same page and your the expectations are clear and the boundaries are clear. And so many people are scared of making boundaries because they think they're going to be limiting. However, they're actually very expansive. It's like, cool, I can play in this area. Wow. I've got all of that area to play with. Yeah. So I don't have to think, Oh, is this okay? Oh, is that okay? Oh, is this okay? Like I just know, yes, that's okay. That's not going to be okay. That's maybe like a negotiation conversation. Yeah. And what's so cool about you two is, is that, you know, you do make it a priority to have those conversations. Uh, And yeah, you do see a lot of couples sort of walking around with all these assumptions and with all Mm. this baggage and they're freaking miserable. There's, you know, because they don't talk and, and they have all these assumptions. And if they had the conversation, they might actually be surprised at what the other came up with. Yeah, absolutely. It can be very revealing when you do have these conversations like, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't know you felt like that. And look, we have a lot of conversations. And they're not all pretty. <laughs> they're not. Yeah. They're like some of them are ugly. Some of them are like I, sometimes we get to the end of it and I'm like, oh my God, if there was a fly on the wall or a camera on the wall that like, um. Golly gosh, but <laughs> golly gosh, I'm is, sure that's not what you said, really. Um, <laughs> no, definitely not. The, the thing is, is that the the reason for those conversations is not the fact that we're either open, like you are, oh, you're only having that conversation because you're open, or you're only having a conversation because you're monogamous. It's not the paradigm of the relationship. It's the fact that we're actually choosing to have confronting conversations and meet them when they come up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really brave. And, um, yeah, I sort of – I know I have a lot of therapists on my daytime show and uh, I'm sure that they wish that they could get the level of communication that you guys have, uh, you know, coming through their doors because that's, 
you know, a lot of the issue. So in terms of being, um, in terms of being polyamorous, you were talking about tools and communication is obviously, uh, you know, a big one and setting those boundaries. Do you have any other tips that we need to look at if that's something, a space that couples are sort of looking at to want to play in? Well, that you mentioned therapists. I think that's a great idea. Yep. Uh, we have a therapist. She's amazing. She's a open relationship informed therapist. Like mm. she has wizard. been, she's a wizard. She has like, she's polyamorous. So I guess like she kind of comes from that angle. And I mean, we're not afraid to say like, yeah, we have a therapist and she's amazing. And like, we have individual sessions and sessions together and it's so good because like, I don't know what, like, this is, we've never done this before. So yeah. there's so many things that I'm like, oh my God, how do I handle that? What do I say? Like, how do I do this? And she's amazing. So hundred percent. I mean, I think everyone should have a, have a therapist really. And especially in relationships, because you don't want to just keep talking to your person over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, highly recommend uh, a little therapist or so, some kind of support, a coach. So the, the tool here is having somebody external to the relationship that is an external check on the relationship it can be really really um consuming when all of the relationship conversations are had only with the people that are within the relationship or know the relationship from an outside view like a friend family member like you know it's really important to have your people but it's very important when you're changing the script to have an external check, to bounce things off. Like, am I being crazy? Am I being unreasonable? <laughs> Are they being unreasonable? Um, this is how I feel. Is that, am I completely nuts right now? Um, that's that's one uh, really amazing tool is having that external check mm. and support. Mm. Um, the other thing is like self-care is having something that's just for you, something that's really independent, um, that's only for you. It doesn't serve anybody else but you. Um, whatever that may be, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, whether it's going rock climbing, whatever it is, having some independence. Yeah. And I think um, the relationship check-in, which we've spoken about with you before, having those relationship check-in meetings for us are very important. Uh, We have them fortnightly and, yeah, that gives us an opportunity to bring up things that are working and aren't working with our open relating and, yeah, any kind of ideas or insights we have um, going along. So mainly communication. <laughs> yeah. 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 And how do you do those? Do you, do you schedule them in and go, right, this yeah. is the, this is the time because yeah. as we've talked about before, like Luke, you know, you would be up for that conversation at the drop of a hat. Syndra, you're a turtle. So, you know, you, yeah. And if we don't schedule it in, you don't come back to it. I'm on to yeah, you. Correct. So, <laughs> correct. She'll even say, like, even on the scheduled nights, do you really want to do this? And I'm like, absolutely. It's in the calendar. We're doing this. <laughs> Luke, yeah. you're my homeboy. Often, often, they, <laughs> yeah. often they go, often they're a two-parter. The, the nighttime conversation is very just kind service of. Service level. Service level. And then the next day we have, like, a more in-depth conversation that we're actually feeling. Well, so we, we, we have it in, like, a shared google calendar yeah like, we look, have it in the calendar we have it in the calendar we have syndra's got many calendars um she's got it on the paper calendar as well <laughs> and so that one thing negates the fear around making agreeing to something that might be a little bit terrifying 
Because the one thing that stops us to agreeing to do something that's a little bit scary is that we think that it's forever. Mm, like yeah. if I say yes to this, then this is the rest of my life. And if it feels miserable, then I'm going to be miserable forever. But being able to have the check-ins means that the agreements get re-looked at, like what's working, what's not working. And you can shift things around. Anything. Yeah. 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 And yeah. The, the biggest tool, like communication, 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 yes, but the most important thing next to that is self-awareness, mm. like knowing how you operate, knowing how your partner operates. And to you, whether that's like star signs, human design, just like observe, observation and journaling, like having awareness around how you react and operate and how your partner reacts and operates is probably even even more important than communication. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, because yeah, knowing those, um, knowing how like the operating systems, I mean, sometimes you're, you know, you're dealing with Android and, uh, and Apple and, um, <laughs> you know, you need to have respect for both. Really? Mm. Don't you? Uh, <laughs> Guys, I really thank you once again. Um, we could talk all day about this, but, uh, you know, we do have a whole show to get through. So uh, <laughs> thank you once again, and I can't wait to see what we come up with next fortnight. That is Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples, and you are listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Thanks for listening to After Dark once again, dear listener. Always a pleasure to have your company. I'll see you back here same bat time, same bat channel at 8pm next Thursday night. Have a sexy weekend. I'm Louise Wilkinson and this has been After Dark. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.